Hey, what's up, everybody? So before we get into the show today, um, I just want to give a very special shout out to uh, Brian Marbach, who unfortunately passed away about a year ago now. Um, I know he was instrumental in creating Review and Preview. Uh, the brand is not where it is now without him. I know he was like a mentor to Tom and helped him a lot throughout his broadcasting career. And, you know, without him, I'm probably not doing this show. So I just wanted to give him a special shout out. Um, thank you for all that you've done. And my condolences to his friends and family. All right, let's get into the show. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to a new episode of Out of Line. Um, we are, uh, you know, very big weekend last, very big weekend from last week. Um, we, I mean, big for betting if you're a better. It's really big, really big if you're a college football fan. Um, the thing is, is that it, it just, it, it kind of drove me crazy because initially I was doing really well with my bets. And then eventually it just kind of, eventually it just kind of like totally went to shit later on in the evening. Uh, it didn't just, it's not just that I lost. It's also that the fact that I just felt really foolish about it. I, I lost in sort of a, a foolish feeling way in some of these bets. I guess everybody kind of feels that on some level. Um, there's always, there's, there's always sort of, there's always sort of a new thing with the bets and and uh, and you know every season there's a new storyline and this year there's always new storylines. Uh, I would say I felt great early in the day. I felt great in the afternoon. I felt great when I was winning all my bets except for the Kansas one. Well, I won half of that one. I won the Kansas minus seven and a half one, but I didn't win uh, the over. I felt foolish about that. I mean, I, I, especially because I was so sure. I felt so sure that the over was going to hit um, with that one. Uh, it's it just sort of, you know, it's a crazy thing, college football. Um, the, the thing with my favorite, my favorite cover from over the weekend had to have been Florida at Tennessee. I do Florida covering at Tennessee. Florida covering at Tennessee. The thing is, is that I was so relieved when this happened. 
Because what you have to remember is that Florida was covering the entire game, like almost the entire game until the very end, and Tennessee was up 11. And honestly, I thought it was over. It was within two minutes. I thought Tennessee had enough time to control the ball, but I, I was wrong that they didn't. Um, Florida ended up scoring. I, I wouldn't call it a backdoor cover. I'm not going to call it a backdoor cover because the, the thing with the backdoor cover is that, like, I, I'm not going to call it a backdoor cover because Florida was covering the entire game. So I wouldn't call it a backdoor cover. Nick, AR, uh, AR is a stud. Second most total yards by a Florida Gator ever, ever. Only Timothy Goat Tebow. Yeah, I really like Anthony Richardson, and I'm not one who usually loves SEC quarterbacks. I'm not usually one that loves SEC quarterbacks. But, I mean, I will have to say, I have nothing but praise for Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker. Nothing but praise for them. Uh, I I really love the way they've been playing. Um, I understand Florida is 2-2. Two and two. I think they're very good 2-2. Two and two. Um, They've played a tough schedule. Uh, they beat Utah. That's not exactly an easy win. So I would say, I, I don't think, like, I really do, I really do love Anthony Richardson. I love, I especially love that he covers for me. Uh, overall, um, I, I think Florida is a good team. Not a playoff team. It's not their year. But overall, I like what they've been doing. Um, uh, with So um, USC had an ugly win. Um I mean, they won, so who cares? But it was an ugly win against Oregon State. Caleb Williams played a terrible game. They easily, they easily could have lost that game. It was one of those games where it's like the quarterback's not playing well, so everybody else kind of has to step up. Overall, though, I'm very high on USC this year. I'm very high on USC. Um, the Pac-12 is not the strong uh, is not that strong of a conference. I mean, it, it tends to be very top heavy a lot of times. Um, some years it seems like that. This year, um, I still really like USC to win the Pac-12. Um, so overall, I'm still pretty big with USC. Uh, so the thing with USC, it, right? Overall, right now, I'm I'm still very big with USC. I still like Caleb Williams. I still like Lincoln Riley. I get that it was an ugly win, but you know what? Whatever. Um, if you're a USC fan, you can kind of live with that and then just sort of wipe the sweat off your brow now that that USC actually, that USC won that game because it would have been pretty bad. Um, it wouldn't have knocked them out of playoff contention, obviously. They'd still be the favorites to win the Pac-12. But, you know, if you're a USC fan, just thank the football gods for having you win that game. Um, I will say I was blindsided, totally blindsided by totally blindsided by Kansas State. Um, this is another one of these losses that made me feel foolish. Like I said before, look, I can live with losing bets. I'm a gambler. If you gamble, you have to learn to lose because the deck is stacked against you as it is. I mean, people, a lot of gamblers like to believe that because that, you know, they're so smart and they can outsmart everybody. It's not true. You can't. Even the ex, even the, even the experts in sports can't really outsmart uh, the betters. Uh, you know, how many times are experts just in general wrong? How many times do you see, uh, you know, experts declare, you know, this guy's going to be great, this guy's going to be terrible, whatever the case may be. Um, but I was blindsided by this, and I shouldn't have been. Um, Oklahoma is still – I get that Oklahoma is a very good team. 
everybody's really high on Brent Venables. Everybody likes Dylan Gabriel. Oklahoma so far is having a pretty good year, and everybody was still high on them after they beat, after they killed Nebraska. Steamrolled Nebraska. The thing is, is that you have to remember, very good teams, some years, even the best teams, sometimes even the national championship winners, are susceptible to lose games to inferior teams. It's just a reality. You have to remember, what you have to remember is that there's a few things. First of all, winning football games is hard. It's not an easy thing to do. You can't, I mean, okay, when the SEC teams play Mercer in November, okay, that's an easy game. Not just, it's not just an easy game to win outright. It's just an easy game in general. It's just an easy game in general. Um, terrible. I took OU spread. Um, I did too, as you can probably get to what I was getting to. Um, yeah, I think that's stupid. I think that the lesson to learn from this game is that you can't just always pick the favorite based on like based on you know not just having the brand is but who's supposed to be the better team. You know what? It turns out that when you look at the talent gap in college football, it, it's very top heavy. You see teams like Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, whatever the case. But at least in this case, those three examples, they have the most talent. They are the by that those seem like just in terms of talent, they seem to be the best team so far. Um, but you know, you look at a team like Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma is not as much better than a team like Kansas State than you think they are. Just because Oklahoma is a ranked team, well, Kansas State's now ranked, but at the time they were. Just because Oklahoma is one of the better one of the better teams in college football doesn't mean that they're necessarily as much better than a team like Kansas State than you think they are. Second of all, you have to remember Kansas State tends to be very good against Oklahoma. The thing with college football is that fans tend to have short term memory. Um, I don't know if you're old enough for this, but LSU actually lost to Florida State. Um, everybody seems to forget about that. Everybody seems to forget about that. Since the college football era, Ohio State, Georgia, and Bama have landed 33% of the total top five recruits. If you limit it to the past three classes, it jumps to 52%. Exactly my point. It's very top-heavy. So it does kind of go to show you that teams like that are a little bit below them are not as, as much better than these uh, than these sort of mediocre teams than you think they are. I mean, this happens all the time, um, especially in September, especially in September, because you're not the full team. You're not reaching your full potential in September, and it doesn't perfectly reflect how good you're going to be. So I, I can't hold this loss against – I can't hold this loss against Oklahoma too much. Um, and like I said, Kansas State very often beats Oklahoma very often beat Oklahoma, including years that they go on to win the Big 12. So I can't, and within the past four years now, this is the third time, within the past four seasons, this is the third time that Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma. And nobody would have argued any of those seasons that Oklahoma wasn't the inferior team. It's very, very obvious. So uh, it's, so again, you're still the favorites to win the Big 12. I still like Dylan Gabriel. He didn't play terrible, but it's by, – by, by Dylan Gabriel's standards, he wasn't great. Um, the other thing is I totally wrote off Aiden uh, – I totally wrote off Aiden Martinez. I thought he was way worse than he was. Uh, he played a very good game. I thought I, – I, I, I kind of wrote him off, you know, uh, and I was wrong about that. I will have to admit 
I was very wrong about him. Uh, and so to that, I'd have to say, well, congrats, Kansas State. Uh, look, I'm not going to get to – like, people were making it out the coach sometimes. I don't know. Did you think Oklahoma was going to go undefeated? Is Oklahoma even like – they're not a Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. They're nothing like that. Oklahoma's nothing like that. They, they never have been, frankly. They never have been. I mean, they were never – Oklahoma was never the team that would never drop a game like this. Years that they made the playoffs. Remember, in 2015, the year they made the playoffs, one of the better Oklahoma teams that I've seen play, by the way, one of the better Oklahoma teams, they lost to Texas early in the season. Um, and, and, you know, Texas is very often a team – I mean, they're a little better now, but at the time, they were like a Kansas State, basically, just with a bigger brand. A Kansas State with a TV channel, with their, with their own network, essentially. That's basically what they've been. Uh, how about Miami getting embarrassed by Middle Tennessee State? It's pretty amazing to see that happen. You know, I don't know what it is about Middle Tennessee State, but in sports, I don't know what it is. They always have these upsets. Like, the thing is – I've never heard of – I've never – the funny thing about Middle Tennessee State is that I never would have heard of them if they had not had so many upsets in college sports, in major college sports. Remember they beat Michigan State, and I was like, what is this? It's a Middle Tennessee State. It's not even creatively named. It's just like, well, we're in the middle of Tennessee. Let's just call it Middle Tennessee State. That, that's, what, that's, I'm, that's what it sounds like. That's kind of how it sounded like they uh, – they, uh, they came up with it. But, uh, yeah, Miami is totally done. You know, like I said before, short-term memory. Just two weeks ago, so many people were big on Miami, were really high on Miami to cover against Texas A&M. Uh, you also had to remember that Miami played nobody. You had to remember that Miami played nobody beforehand. Um, and I, I really, that was another thing that made me feel stupid. Um, they, they weren't, it's not just that they, didn't have the ability to win. It, it it just looked like they were making a bunch of really bad decisions uh, against uh, Texas A&M that game. And overall, I don't know. It, they'll be fine. I think Miami will be fine. More importantly, even if the University of Miami is just like if the University of Miami is just like even if they go nowhere as a, as a college football program, I mean. I don't know. They're, most of their fans, their fan base is in Miami. So you'll be fine. Uh, as long as, it, you'll be fine. You got a lot to do in Miami. Most college football towns are in the middle of nowhere. So I don't feel as bad for Miami fans as I would for, say, Wisconsin fans or Nebraska fans or fans, I don't know, most, for most college football programs in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they're in Miami, one of the most fun cities in the world. So they'll be fine either way. Um, but overall, I don't know. I, I think Miami will be fine in the long run. I, it's it's not total. Like I wouldn't panic if I was a Miami fan. Let's put it that way. I, I don't think their future is done. Um, but overall, Miami is just one of those really big. Overall, I would say uh, Miami is, is one of those really big brand programs uh, that tends to that they just don't win very much right now. Um, you know, like a lot of teams. Um, most of these big brand, brand programs seem to be like that lately. Um, thoughts on the Jayhawks? You know, it's amazing how good they've been by Jayhawk standards. That's the amazing part to me. It's how good they've been by Jayhawk standards, uh, Kansas. They're 
people are talking about Kansas being a football school. I'm old enough to remember just not too long ago, a few years ago, Kansas was like the Rutgers of the Big 12. They were so bad. They, they were like, if you were to tell me just maybe four or five years ago, even less than that, possibly, if you were to tell me, okay, you have to kick two Power Five teams out of Power Five conferences and they have to go to like the Mountain West or the MAC or whatever the case may be. I the two teams that would have come to mind would have been Kansas and Rutgers. Those would have been the two teams because they were such a joke. Um, it, it, I remember Kansas uh, played Oklahoma. Remember that game? They were uh, cheap shotting Baker Mayfield. They were like the laughing stock of college football that year, which means it's nice to see. I mean, I've always so I guess you know if you're a Kansas fan, they won in basketball this year. Uh, now they're they seem to be a good football team. It's, I guess it might be how, you know, we feel as Met fans when the Mets are finally good, except probably way, way more. Um, Rutgers is your guy's local big D1. But around here, you have to understand, you're from the South, man. It's different up here. Rutgers football is not popular in New Jersey, which <laughs> which says a lot in, in New York, which says a lot about Rutgers football. Um, like, like, yeah, there are big D1 team. But they're about as popular as, I mean, they're even less popular. Like, I would have told, I would tell you that the least popular franchise, uh, the least popular uh, New, New York Metropolitan, of the nine professional New York Metropolitan sports teams, I would tell you the least popular is probably the Devils. Yeah, the Devils, I would say, is the least popular. The Rutgers, Rutgers is even less popular than they are. I mean, where I live... College, where I'm from, college football is not very big. It, it's just, it just isn't. I mean, across the country, college football is huge. In some places, college football is bigger than the NFL. But I mean, Rutgers is just like, it's not just that they're bad. I just don't think they're very popular. Like, like even if, even if a team and say, even if Iowa, just for example, is really, really bad, they would at least be popular. They would at least be popular within their area, within their fan base. Um, Rutgers is just, even if Rutgers went on a pretty decent run, even if they had like, were able to make a bowl game, I don't even know how popular Rutgers would be. They're just not that marketable around here, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't really care about that. It's why I don't have a team, by the way. It's just sort of like, I, didn't, I went to a small school. Um, I, I didn't go to a very big school. So it, it just sort of is how I feel about that. Um, uh, so I want to talk about Ohio State steamrolling those cheese heads. Um, this is another one that made me feel stupid. It made me feel stupid for a few reasons. The biggest reason it made me feel stupid is because I under I really miscalculated this terribly on both ends. I, I don't think that I just messed up in terms of one of those. Like I don't think I just said, oh, you know, Wisconsin was a lot worse than I thought. Ohio State was way better. And when I was watching that game, I could have figured out in probably the first quarter, probably midway through the first quarter, Wisconsin has no chance to cover. It was almost like if I was watching them play Rutgers, or like Ohio State play Rutgers or something like that. I should have listened to John, my guest last week. He told me that I was wrong, and I should have listened to him because uh, he was right about this. He was right about – he was right, and I was embarrassingly wrong about this game. Uh, Ohio State is a far superior team to Wisconsin. I mean, my reasoning was, the thing is, is that 
17 and a half points is still a very big spread. So, or 17, depending on where you are betting. That's still a very big spread. So even if I were to tell you that they, that Wisconsin was going to win 30 to uh, 30 to 30, uh, Ohio State would win 30 to say 14 for the sake of argument. Um, that, that's still like you wouldn't even hold that against Ohio State that much. You really wouldn't because that's still a relatively, depending on the context of the game, a relatively big lead. But I did not see Ohio State being that much better. And by the way, it was a 31-point game. Ohio State probably could have won by more. They probably could have. So it was even worse. Like, the game was even bigger. Like, the gap in that game was even bigger than the score even suggested, most likely, it seems like. So in that case, that made me feel really stupid. Um, But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I thought... Because usually, like I said, Wisconsin can at least be competitive. Every year, there's always that one Big Ten West team that can do something, it seems like. You know, one year it was Iowa. Many, many years it's Wisconsin. Um, believe it or not, back in the day, Nebraska could have was at least potentially that team. Um, now it obviously looks like Minnesota. Um, but overall, the Big Ten West is a really pretty putrid division outside of Minnesota. Maybe Illinois. Um, so I, I want to give you guys my top 10 so far for the year. I want to give you guys my top 10. Um, so in terms of what the committee does, uh, not the committee, uh, the AP, not the playoff committee, the AP poll. Now, overall, I really don't care that much about what the AP, and don't take these numbers too seriously because, look, it's with very, very limited knowledge. Tomorrow, within 24 hours, my mind will probably, my mind will, without question, be changed. Um, so I don't have any super significant differences with the AP poll. Um, it, because, you know, when, when you're splitting, this early in the season especially, you're splitting hairs between some of these different, in terms of the difference. My top 10 is not that much different, I would say, from the AP poll's top 10. Um, I wouldn't say so, but I would say in terms of like in terms of the teams that are in it, but I would change the order around a little a, a little bit. So I would say Georgia's number one. I don't think there seems to be that much, um, even though they, it, it, there doesn't seem to be that much debate about Georgia being the best team in college football uh, so far. It could change. We don't know um, because we don't know much. Uh, we didn't know LSU would be the best team, one of the best teams ever this early in the season three years ago. So you don't know. But I would say Georgia seems to be number one. Uh, Georgia's number one. Number two, I would put Ohio State. Eight people as Alabama. I would put Ohio State at number two. Their offense is amazing. Uh, I don't, even though Wisconsin's not a great team, I don't think that most teams would be able to put up that much points against Wisconsin. Their offense is really, really good. Um, I, Ryan Day is a much better offensive coach than I initially gave him credit for. Um, I really like Ohio State at number two. Not that I think Alabama's bad or anything, but so far, I don't know what the odds would be in terms of betting, but so far I think Alabama is – I think Ohio State is a better team than Alabama. Um, so obviously number three would be Alabama. None of their wins are that great. Let's, let's be honest. They're, none of their wins are really that great. They could have easily lost to Texas. On, uh, on the, I don't like them. As, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, 
it, they didn't, like I said, and which, I don't know, doesn't mean that much. I'm not trying to put too much weight into it. But look, we don't know enough about Alabama in terms of what they've already done for me to right now put them at number two instead of Ohio State. Overall, Ohio State looks like, not only do I think they're a better team so far, they've done more. Um, but again, it all, it all might change. Um, number four, I agree. Michigan should be number four. I think that they're not quite as good as Ohio State this year. Maryland exposed a lot of their flaws. To be fair, I think a lot of us kind of underestimated Maryland. I think a lot of novice college football fans, uh, people who don't follow the Big Ten enough, probably yeah, it, it might say more about Maryland than it does about Michigan, but they're a little bit flawed in terms of their offense. Um, so overall, I would say Michigan is number four. They're not quite as good as the, as the top three. I would say Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State are the top three. Or in my case, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. But it, it, either way, those three teams are top here. Um, the number five team, I would say I would put USC there. Um, I think USC is a very good team. I really like them to win win the Pac-12 overall. Um, like I said, they had that one rough, uh, that kind of bad win last week. But, you know, if you look at most of these teams, most of their wins so far aren't necessarily great. I mean, only a few teams really have some great wins. I would say, so number five is Ohio uh, is uh, USC. Number six, I, I, number six, I would put Kentucky up there. I would put Kentucky. We don't know that much about Kentucky, but they did go on the road and beat Florida. And I would say, to be fair, I think a team like Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, like the best of the best teams, would probably kill Florida. If it would probably kill Florida, but a road win against Florida is actually a much better win than most teams could say. Um, like I said, we don't we don't know everything about Kentucky just yet, but overall, I think it's a pretty good win. So I got to put Kentucky at six. Um, seven, Penn State is very overlooked right now. Penn State is very overlooked. They have a road win at Purdue uh, in week one, which, okay, first of all, I, I want to I incentivize teams to schedule tough non-conference games. Uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't a non-conference game. But overall, I like the – it was uh, – overall, overall, I like – either way, that's still a very good win. Um, overall, that's a tough win. Not many teams are doing it. They're, the tough non-conference game was Auburn. Which I get Auburn is that good this year. But they did go on the road and steamroll Auburn. Uh, and like I said, I want, I want to incentivize teams to schedule good non-conference games. And I get Auburn just because Auburn's not good this year. When, the, when they scheduled it – at the time, which was years ago, Auburn was actually a very good program. So I always want to, I always want to incentivize teams to, to do that. Um, so that's another thing that I that I would put that I would do with the rankings uh, that I would want to incentivize them. But overall, I think Penn State is a very good team this year. Their offense is very good. Nicholas Singleton is one of the best running backs in the country. Um, so I, I really like, I really like uh, Penn State this year. Um, I, I think they're they're a little bit overlooked. It's unbelievable to me that they're that they're not top ten right now. I, I think they totally they totally have the qualifications to be a top ten team. Um, number eight, I would say. Number eight, I would say number eight and number nine. Uh, I would say number eight. I agree. Tennessee's got to be there. Tennessee is. They have two very good. They have two good wins. One at one against Pitt. One and one against Florida. Those are two quality wins. Like I said, most teams don't have wins like that. Like I said, like they're not gonna. 
they, I understand they were both. I mean, the Florida win really wasn't that close. It was really just the chances of Florida winning that game at the end were very low. So I wouldn't say it was that close. But I get the one against it was close. But overall, the, in like non-conference game, overall, quality wins. So I would say Florida's got to be. I would say uh, Tennessee's got to be up there. And it, and so I, I totally I, I totally agree with that. Um, number nine, I think you got to put Utah there. I mean, Utah's three and one. Their one loss is to Florida week one. So why I don't think it's fair that Utah is number twelve. Like I, I think Utah and Penn State are really being overlooked this year. Um, they're really being overlooked this year so far. Um, it's it, it's just. I don't. I feel like if Utah had had won that game against Florida, they would they would have been ranked much higher. Um, so I, I really I really think I really think Utah should be ranked a lot higher. Um, and then number ten, I would I would probably I would say at number ten, I would probably reluctantly put Oklahoma State. I mean they 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 haven't had they ha- they've had a very easy schedule so far. So I get that part. I mean, the best team they played was like Arizona State, which is kind of a joke. But overall, I would say, look, we'll find out later in the season. As of now, I would probably put Oklahoma State at 10. But all right, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, th- this will totally be – this will totally uh, probably change in the next couple of days. So Clemson gets knocked down spot five spots without losing. Plus they beat – a ranked opponent in Wake Forest. Um, well, I didn't, I didn't knock them down. I mean, I mean, Wake Forest is, I mean, it's a ranked win. I don't necessarily care about ranked wins that much. I don't necessarily care that much about rank. Like, I don't know if I'm not fully convinced Clemson's a top ten team so far. I think Clemson's a really big, they're a really big program. I get that part, but I don't know. I, I'm not sure Clemson's really that great. I. I, I Look, we'll find out. Um, but what do we really know about Wake Forest? I mean, I, look, I don't care about ranked wins versus unranked wins necessarily. I care if the win is a good win. Um, I don't think a ranked an unranked win is necessarily worse than a ranked win. I mean, Florida's unranked right now. They, they can beat a lot of ranked teams. I don't know yet. Um, Clemson. <laughs> um, so I, I would say with these... So I'm going to make some picks in these upcoming games. Uh, I like Washington at UCLA plus two and a half. I really like Washington so far. I think Washington's a pretty decent team. We don't know that much about them yet. Um, UCLA almost lost to South Alabama last week. I like Washington's offense. They, I like Washington's offense a lot. Uh, uh, Mike uh, Penix is now with his former uh, defensive coordinator at Washington as his head coach. So overall, I really do like Washington to cover the two and a half. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, the over is the the over this game is. Let me just check. I didn't I didn't bet this game. I didn't bet the over in this. Um, but the over right now is sixty-five. I would probably take the over over sixty-five. I really I, I could see this being a classic late-night Big Twelve game. I mean, by the time people watch the show, the game would have happened. So you might be able to call me stupid. Um, but I don't know. It's <laughs> we'll see. But I really do like Washington in this game. I'm not sold on UCLA. Michigan at Iowa plus ten and a half. I really love Michigan this game. I love Michigan. I love Michigan this game because 
I get everybody's talking about Iowa being like a top, being having a really good defense. Look, Iowa does have a really good defense. Well, there's a few things I want to get into. Iowa has a really good defense, and <clears throat> Iowa's a really good defense. And uh, not that they don't, but you also have to remember they play a they played a very slow pace. B they played pretty bad offenses for the most part. Not just bad offenses, but overall bad teams. So I think that if you were to say, like, overall they played bad teams. So how good is their defense really? Do we really know how good their defense is? is the low, are the low-scoring games that much of – are the low-scoring games really that much of, like, uh, of evidence that their defense is as good as we think they are? I'm not saying their defense is bad. It's very good. But maybe their defense isn't quite as good as we think it is. Maybe. That might just be the case. I know that sounds blasphemous to say, but maybe it's not. Maybe uh, Iowa's defense isn't as good as we think it is. Um, second of all, Michigan coming off an ugly win against Maryland. They're going to want to prove something. I think Michigan's a much better team than Iowa. I mean, and Michigan has a very, very good defense. So I could see Iowa not. Iowa might not be able to make it past midfield with their offense. It's a disaster. Their offense sucks. Um, Kentucky at Ole Miss. Kentucky at Ole Miss. Okay. Um, we don't know anything about Ole Miss so far. We really don't. They struggled against Tulsa last week. Um, we don't, we don't know much about them yet. They're a very good running team. They do run for a lot of yards. Um, but the fact that Ole Miss is favored by seven points in this game is wild to me. Um, we don't know that much about Kentucky, but they do at least have a quality win. Ole Miss doesn't have a quality win. What do we know about Ole Miss? So we don't know that much about – we know far less about Ole Miss than we do about Kentucky, and Ole Miss is getting seven points. Um, I, I mean, how much can we really trust them? Their best – I mean, they did blow out Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech is so bad this year. I mean, Pitt is favored by 20 – I mean, Pitt's favored by 22. Um and against the, Georgia Tech is just not good, um, so we don't know enough about Ole Miss to really, uh, to to really, uh, to really know enough about this game. Um, I, like I said, Ole Miss runs the ball a lot. Um, I would also probably go with the under at fifty four and a half. Ole Miss tends to go under a lot, and like I said, Ole Miss runs the ball a lot, so I, I like that one. I like that part of it. Um, uh, the other one is Oklahoma at TCU. It's my, I, I put minus six here when I put it in, but I just checked it. Depending on where you're betting, according to ESPN, it's minus five and a half, uh, Oklahoma at TCU. Um, I would take I would take Oklahoma minus five and a half. I don't think we know enough about TCU so far. Uh, Oklahoma is a superior team. Oklahoma should be, especially, especially coming off a loss, um, Oklahoma's going to want to prove, I mean, whether it's minus five and a half or minus six, I'm take Oklahoma anyway, uh, either way, um, depending on where you're betting. So I like Oklahoma. Uh, I like Oklahoma to cover the spread this game, uh, to bounce back. Uh, Purdue at Minnesota, love Minnesota. Minnesota is the big 10 West team this year. Minnesota is very good. Um, they just kill everybody they play. They kill everybody they play. Um, I mean, their schedule's not great, but I mean, what's Joe Purdue's not that great. Um, so overall, I really like Minnesota this game. Um, minus 12 at home. I think that's a pretty good one. Um, North, um, 
Northwestern at Penn State minus 25. Northwestern, Northwestern is a disaster. Penn State could destroy any. Penn State is having a really good year this year. So I would say, I think Penn State will actually like run up the score against Northwestern. So Penn State, the line might have changed since I put this, the line might have changed. Uh, yes, no, no, it's still minus 25. So I, I, I like that one. Um, Alabama at Arkansas minus 17. Uh, I really like our Arkansas to cover. I really like Arkansas to cover. Um, you have to remember, what I think is being overlooked about Alabama is that they're not a good road team. They're a very weak road team, and Arkansas is uniquely strong this year. Arkansas is uniquely strong, I, by Arkansas standards at least. Um, so overall, it's, the other thing is Arkansas has a, has a dual-threat quarterback. Alabama tends to struggle a lot against dual-threat dual threat quarterbacks. Um, and like I said, on the very weak road team within the past, I would say within from last year into this year about, I would say Alabama has had very, not that they've lost on the road outright, but they've had weak wins, like very weak wins on the road. So they haven't had a good road game. Alabama hasn't played a good true road game in almost like two years. So I don't, and early in the season, I'm not sure that they could actually cover, that they're, that they're going to cover this spread on the road. I would say, I mean, even if Alabama wins by 10, like, let's say for the sake of argument, they win 30 to 20, for instance. I mean, that would be a really good win by Alabama standards. And, and they're not even close to covering the spread. Um, in a lot of apps, it's, it's usually, depending on what app you're using, 17, 17 and a half, something like that, usually. Um, uh, let's see. LSU at Auburn. Minus LSU at Auburn minus eight. So I really, I really like LSU. Auburn sucks. They're so bad. I think a lot of us are, and you have to remember, LSU is still a good team. I think we're overlooking LSU, partly because of their week one loss to Florida State or whatever. I think LSU, um, they, they should easily be able to win this. Auburn is just a goddamn, they're just a god awful disaster. Auburn this year. So at LSU, I really like LSU minus eight. They should win by two touchdowns or more. Um, in Indiana at Nebraska minus five. Um, here's a general rule. This year, Nebraska's giving five. Take the other team. I like I like I kind of like Indiana's offense this year. Um, so even if Indiana were to lose to Nebraska, even if Nebraska plays a good game, um, I really like I really like Indiana to cover this. Um, the other uh, the last one I'm gonna, the last game I'm gonna pick is NC State at Clemson minus seven. Um, I'm not really, like I said before, I'm not really sold on either of these teams. Uh, let me just, yeah, it's still, it's still Clemson minus seven. Um, after coming off an ugly win against Wake Forest, I think Clemson should be able to cover. Um, I don't love it. It's one of these bets where it's like, okay, I don't love this bet. But I'm going to make it anyway, and I'm still going to go with Clemson minus seven. Uh, I prefer the six and a half. I would be a little bit more confident in that. But I would still probably go with Clemson minus seven. Um, but you never know with Clemson. I mean, they give you heart attacks sometimes. You, know, you never really know with Clemson. Uh, okay, so um, I want to get into this wager that I made. It's another segment of unnecessary wagers. Um so here it is. So I took
I took um, uh, Blake Corum as an anytime touchdown score. Michigan minus two and a half, which which is like the alternate uh, the alternate spread. Washington money line. Kentucky minus eight and a, uh, sorry, Kentucky plus eight and a half. Minnesota money line. Oklahoma money line. Arkansas plus seventeen and a half. Kansas plus three. Maryland Maryland money line. That's a, another pretty easy one. Um, and I know you can't see it, but at the bottom I took L, I took um, LSU money line ten to win over like five ten to win over like five hundred dollars. Basically, ten like a really, really big, a very unnecessary bet. Uh, overall, uh, I, I know I didn't pick this game. Like, like I didn't make the bet on my card outright, but I, I do like Maryland to beat uh, to cover against Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State is such a disaster this year. It is like to the point where it's like they're not even competitive in these games. I mean, they're just really, really bad. It's one of those – Michigan State has some of those years, you know. Michigan State tends to have some of those years. Um, okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, this is Out of Line. Um, I'll see you all next week.